This episode is sponsored by State Farm. You a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Well, look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At some point far in the future, historians will probably ask, what was daily life like in the early 21st century? Well, one thing we know for sure, nobody will ever point to these two clowns and say, this was how you should have been stacking Benjamins. Live from Joe's mom's basement, it's The Stacking Benjamin Show. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and don't you wish brands would just come out and say what they really mean? Like, what will really happen if I eat McDonald's? Or uh, how much will that jewelry shrink my wallet? On today's show, we'll work to solve that problem as we bring you many of your favorites and the taglines we think they should have used. Joining us from Money Talks News and the Money with Stacy Johnson podcast, shocker, we welcome Stacy Johnson. And from the Afford Anything podcast, it's Paula Pant. Finally, from LenPenzo.com, it's, God, oh geez, don't get your hopes up, people. It's just Len Penzo. Plus, do you have a one-off planning question you'd like to ask your favorite financial personality in private? During our Friday FinTech segment, we'll share a new app that helps creators like our team here help you manage your money better. It's called Element, and we'll chat with creator or Ben Oz. Later, we'll magnify a lucky listener's money, and I'll have your neurons firing after my cartoon theme trivia. And now, a guy who will gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today... It's Joe Saul Sihai. And I promise I'm good for it. Man, and you know, I haven't had a good hamburger in forever, but it's the weekend, so maybe today's the day. I am Joe Saul Sihai, Average Joe Money on Twitter, and we have one of my favorite episodes of all time that's starting right now. And you know why? It's because we have this crew with us. We'll start deep under Los Angeles where Mr. Len Penzo joins us from the bunker. How are you, Mr. Penzo? I am doing fantastic, Joe. Uh, Pleased to be here. And I'm just uh, pleased as punch, of course, with Paula always, but with our special guest as well. It's always a fun time. So I'm really looking forward to it. And he already said that she's here, but from the undisclosed location herself, it's Paula Pant. I am here. I am uh, super excited about today's episode. It's going to be a special one. <laughs> it is going to be a special one. <laughs> no, so no, I'm not using special in air quotes, although I probably should be. <laughs> this, this, is, this is truly a unique show in the history of Stacking Benjamins. What, you mean because of the fact that we, we uh, have this special guest here? Because he's been on we- before. Yes, yes. I've, I've been on the show with him before, So, but we've got this special guest. We've also got some special content. We do. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and no more beating around the bush. He's back from Money Talks News. Mr. Stacy Johnson is back. It's about time you got back, man. 
Well, you know, how come your guys are so nice to me right now when just five minutes ago you were teasing me unmercifully? I want everyone who's listening to this podcast to know that this the people you're hearing now are not the same people I was talking to just a few minutes ago. So so the first time Stacy comes on, he happens to have these Emmy Awards right behind him. What? Those those things? <laughs> oh, those, oh, they're just sitting there. I, didn't even, I forgot about them. So today, today, Len, tell us what's behind you. I've got uh, my two Plutus Awards and my hole-in-one trophy uh, sitting back there proudly. And I also have my my Little League President's <laughs> trophy as well. And, and Paula brought her Take award. That, sitting, Stacey. Paula's award sitting right behind her, too. Yes. Next to me is a Plutus Award for Best Real Estate Content, a uh, novelty cookie tin that one of my podcast sponsors sent me and a wine glass that says you can afford anything. And then back here, just because I had to dust them, we have our five Plutus awards and our, and our Academy of podcasters award. And they just all happen to be there. Stacy just all happen to <laughs> fine, be right. fine. And by the way, mine are just sitting there. Okay. I didn't read the little labels on them. <laughs> <laughs> No, those hey, your Plutus awards are super cute, guys. For real, it's like a keychain and an award, both. <laughs> Wait, now, now I want to know. Then, what are the two Emmys for? What if I were to read what's written on them? What would they say? They would say news writing is one of them, and I think service news is the other one. And and you think? Yeah, you, why, well, you know, I I won those. Or no, you don't win Emmys. You're awarded Emmys. I was awarded those when you were probably in middle school. <laughs> So, in fact, there was only three TV channels at the time. Oh, man. We got somebody with more stories about the old days than Mr. Penzo. That is fantastic. Penzo's a puppy compared to me. That's why it's going to be a great episode. We got Stacy here. We got Len here. We got Paula here. It's game show day on the podcast. All right, hit it, maestro. Well, if you're new to the show, you don't know what that music means, and that means it's game show time here on the Stacky Benjamin Show, and... Just to make it a little special, we will add a prize. So all year long, we have a trivia competition going on between our three usual suspects. That's Len and Paula. And today, Stacey, you're playing on behalf of my co-host, OG. And you're going to get one extra point toward trivia. Uh, the winner will get us. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to go three rounds. And today's contest is truthful slogans like you got these slogans that these companies have and they're just baloney they don't really tell you what the product is they tell you what they want you to think that it is so we went to a website called voomed is it voomed or voomed.com which is 63 honest company slogans we chose some of our favorites and now what we're going to do, we're going to give you the honest slogan, right? What we think should be the slogan. And you have to give us what company it is. So as an example, let's, let's do this one just so everybody gets in the mood. This company slogan should be, don't expect luggage to arrive. Paula, what is that? What company is that? Uh, some airline, like basically any airline. I'm going to go with. How about this? Don't expect luggage to arrive delta oh, so, well thanks oh. paula <laughs> I'm, I'm still sitting here did going i get like a this. point did don't i get a point for that expect. no that's just our example Let, <laughs> let's like i'll take any point i can get <laughs> yeah because so, yeah, i got shut out the last game we played it, so is that like a play on come fly the friendly skies yeah, kind of yes no don't D-E-L-T-A. D-E-L-T-A. Don't. Oh. <laughs> oh, Lisa, I don't feel so bad now because I was sitting there going like D-E-L. And I couldn't think, what airline could that be? <laughs> Del, there's no airlines that start with D-E-L. All right. So we'll get one point in the first round, two points in the second round, three points in the third. So to kick off this whole game, and they're going to get harder as we go, two team. So- Unlike past contest, I actually spent some time organizing these. <laughs> Call me crazy. Thanks, Call me crazy. All right. Mr. Penzo for one point. Mm -hmm. By the way, if, if Len gets it wrong, then we will go in order. Stacy will get a shot at it. Then Paula will get a shot at it. Cool. And then if Stacy gets one mm -hmm. wrong, Paula will get a shot and Len will get a shot. So here we go. So you can get multiple points if huh? the other contestants don't get it. Len, to kick this off. Joe. First round. This company slogan should be, we throw in extra parts just to mess with you. We throw I know, in. I know. 
we throw in extra parts just to mess with you. Let me see. W T. <laughs> what kind of T doesn't follow W in any word? We're not. Uh, yeah, we throw in, I know. I know. <laughs> wait a minute. Now Stacy's over there already waving his hand. Gosh, Stacy, come on! Don't try to distract. Your Emmys are a distraction enough for me. Don't keep waving the hand. Uh, we throw in extra parts. Oh my God. <laughs> well, um, just give up. <laughs> Very encouraging. How long is this podcast? He's taking a really long time. (laughs) (laughs) Have you listened to the show, Uh, Stacey? I don't know. You know what? I I, I don't know. I'll say um, Apple. Stacey. (laughs) Ikea. Uh, Ikea is the answer. Stacey brings home the first point of the game. Ikea. We throw in extra points. You never put together Ikea furniture? (laughs) (laughs) I don't have any Ikea furniture in my house. Sorry. Well, Stacy, you can add insult to injury here because you're going next. Here's Stacy's first question. Give your house the smell of freshly laundered garbage. Ooh. What product (laughs) is that? That's tough. Or actually, if I'm going to pronounce this right, it's give your house the smell of freshly laundered garbage. There it is. Oh, Febreze. (laughs) Febreze. That's correct. Stacy, it, it is. That's correct. I watch a lot of commercials, dude. <laughs> Paula, mm-hmm. Paula, you're gonna have to get this right because I've got the feeling that Stacy's gonna just take this game and run. My hand with it. is hovering over the buzzer right now. Here we go, Paula. Mm-hmm. Your first question instantly turns the passed out person into a canvas at a party. Sharpie. Sharpie. Correct. <laughs> well I would have gotten that. And that is. Can we go back and give me credit for that uh, Delta one? (laughs) No. (laughs) And at the end of round one, Stacy has two, Paula has one, and Len with zero. So now we go up to double points. So here we go, Stacy. You're kicking off round two here. This company's phrase should be: "We have a salad bar for some reason." Hmm. Oh, it's it's a restaurant and it's uh, Applebee's. Is the answer Applebee's, Steve? <laughs> no, uh, Paula. I'm gonna guess Golden Corral. <laughs> Golden? Is it Golden Corral? <laughs> Paula, wait a second. How many times have you been to a Golden Corral? Zero. <laughs> we have a. I used to go with my father. We they a, did have a very nice buffet. I, I was going to say, <laughs> Stacy, we have one here in Texarkana, and and I went one time after I made fun of it, like the first four years we were here, and that buffet was damn good. Well, it's all you can eat for like a dollar. It was, it was <laughs> very expensive. I made sure they lost money that day. Uh, <laughs> all right, we still don't got it, Len. I don't know. It could be anything. I'll say Sizzler. Is it Sizzler? <laughs> No, the answer is we have a salad bar for some reason. That's Pizza Hut. Why the hell does Pizza Hut have a damn salad bar? There's still Pizza Hut? <laughs> Pizza and salad. <laughs> and everybody's, everybody's looking at me like, I don't get it. Yeah, our test audience thought that one was hilarious. So who knows? <laughs> right. Paula, you're up. Chance to take the lead here. Go up three to two. Your second round question. We're just going to keep adding more blades. Gillette? Is it Gillette? Woo-hoo! Paula takes the lead. Well done. Nice. Good work. And Len, to get on the scoreboard and be tied with Stacy. No pressure yes. here. No pressure. <laughs> I have not read the terms and conditions. <laughs> what product is that? Uh, I'll say uh, Windows. Is it Windows? Stacy, it's got to be Apple then. If it's not Microsoft, is it Apple? It's specifically. <laughs> well, then why does that apply to and Apple? But not apply Apple. to Windows. Specifically, it's iTunes. But oh, okay. Apple, iTunes, and Lens, Lens, Lens. Lens giving me like the death stare. All right, what do we got at the end of two rounds? Isn't this exciting, everybody? <laughs> Stacy has four. 
Paula has three. It's a shootout. And uh, if Len gets three points here, he Len can... Len is mathematically eliminated. No! <laughs> well, remember, this is this is Len going to be the hardest round, number one, this big third oh, okay. round. It's three points. And remember, if Stacy or Paula get it wrong, you can also get their points. Oh. How many Are there points any acronym Len questions left? Len, Are there uh, any acronyms left? Len, how many... <laughs> how many points do you have, Len? Yeah. As many... <laughs> I, I The same number of Emmys. That uh, I have equal to the number of Emmys I have, Stacy. <laughs> All right, Paula, you're kicking off the third and final round of this competition. This truthful slogan should be spend more time searching than actually watching. Ooh, Netflix. Is it Netflix? Yeah. Yeah, you're good at this. Well, we thought we could get Paula with that one because Paula doesn't watch <laughs> crap, but she got that one. All right. Len, that gives Paula six points and she retakes the lead. Len, eat away your feelings. <laughs> this might be my favorite one of the entire game. Eat away your feelings. Eat away your feelings. <sighs> I have no freaking idea. Uh, Delta. (laughs) (laughs) Steve, is it Delta? Huh. That's weird. It wasn't. Which means, Stacy? I got to go McDonald's. Eat away your feelings. Is it McDonald's? Uh, No, we uh, actually do have a tiebreaker that was for McDonald's. And you know what McDonald's was? I'm gaining it. <laughs> Which I thought was pretty damn clever. All right, Paula. How about melting pot? <laughs> I'm kidding. Eat away your feelings. I'm going to go with Twinkies. Is it Twinkies? <laughs> I thought this one was pretty clever. It's Ben and Jerry's, of course. Uh, oh, that's uh, ben, and, ben and Jerry's. Eat away your feelings. That is good. All right, which means uh, Len now I think is statistically eliminated. <laughs> no, because he can get. No, that's right. He's toast. Well, here's here's the deal. This is the last question. If Stacy gets it, he automatically wins. If he doesn't, Paula will get a chance to win because she'll have one more point. So here we go. Wait, ho- hold on a second. Oh, wait, what Jeff. about me? Do I have a chance to make another fool of myself if I if I if either of them don't get it? Just want to know. Even if I lose, I still win. <laughs> as he holds the heavy i think the phrase is i still won i still won is that the news writing emmy or the what was the other one for uh, service news let's see oh wait this is somebody else's name <laughs> oh well i bought i got it at a yard sale what are you gonna do all right paula has six stacy has four so gotta get this one right stacy here it is here for you during that midlife crisis. Viagra. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be good too. Is it, is it Viagra? No, but on that note, on that note, a couple that didn't make the final cut. How about this one? So speaking of, how about that one? Wait, which one are you? We didn't do this one either. This is a wait, which one are you? That's Tinder. (laughs) (laughs) and the other one i like is smell like grandpa body spray old spice spice. i was gonna say old spice what was the answer to the one you asked me well you you got it wrong so paula she's already won paula has won (laughs) well go ahead paula Paula, what do you think it is here for you during your midlife crisis i'm gonna go with porsche it is not porsche porsche actually was in the game but Porsches, we didn't use Porsches. They had as penis extender. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> Len, Len uh, you got one more shot to get on the board, my friend. Here for you during the midlife crisis. I don't know. I give up. I don't know. <laughs> and the answer is Harley Davidson. Oh, that's not bad. Harley Davidson here for the midlife crisis. A couple others, by the way. And by the way, our winner, let's do that first. Paula Pant bringing it home. Yay. Hey, Paula. Paula, I'm just glad Stacy didn't win because he's playing for OG. So that's good. So <laughs> <laughs> That's why I threw the game. 
How is <laughs> how is Paula won now twice in a row? Like two competitions right? we've had. And we'll see if later she can bring home the trivia as well. Because, of course, right. we can't have one contest. we got to have two on this show. Uh, a couple others that didn't make it uh, that I thought were good. When you care enough to give a card mass produced by a corporation. Hallmark. 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 Yeah. How about this one? You probably didn't buy it. Hmm. Rent a center. <laughs> that is good. Uh, big pens. Big pens. Oh, you probably didn't yeah. buy it. Uh, this one. How about this one? The white one is useless. <laughs> Crayola. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, this is a what, dumbass game. <laughs> yeah. <it's, laughs> what did we tell you? And then uh, we'll, we'll end on this one. Poor man's Whole Foods. Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's. Yes. This episode is sponsored by State Farm. You a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Well, look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers, they're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Paula, you ever get these one-off questions from people that either read you or they uh, listen to the show, but they don't want to be on the podcast because they don't want crazy people like you and I talking about them online, but they just want an answer and they want maybe your take on something. Yes, I get a lot of those. Well, today we're going to talk to a fintech founder who his job is to help you and I, Len, Stacy, to help all of us solve that and hopefully get people those one-off answers and maybe get to get our take on things. His name is Orben Oz, and he has a new company called Element that helps people like us answer questions by the people that are trying to stack some Benjamins. So let's hear all about it. And on his way down to the basement, it's our good friend Orben Oz. How are you, man? Good, Joe. Thank you so much for having me out here today. I'm very excited to be part of Stacking Benjamin's podcast. I'm glad that you included us on the Element World Tour. That is absolutely fantastic. I explained to people briefly a little bit about what you do. We're going to dive into it today. We'll also dive into it in the way that our listeners can get more help from me if, if they want. But also if we have producers out there that also have a similar issue, you're helping all kinds of people like us. But let's talk about the the origin story, or how did Element begin? Tell me, where did the idea come from? My personal background is I spent six of the last seven years building a digital bank for immigrants uh, across Europe and Israel. As we grew, we had a really, really good uh, market penetration in our local market, but we had weak penetration in new markets. And honestly, we had the best financial product for Filipinos, Nigerians, and Indians who lived in Germany, Italy, and France. That's, that's by the way, a micro market right there. So, I mean, like, you know, 400,000 Indians in Germany, wow. right? But then, yeah, and then 250,000 in the Netherlands. Collectively, we're talking about 50 million people, but wow. those are like, yeah, only in Europe. And so, absolutely, very specific. And so, it was frustrating that we only had that specific, you know, uh, market share. So, I really started questioning what did we as fintech get wrong about the consumer? Since 2010 to 2020, everyone was about automation, uh, autopilot, everything. And we were out there and we learned that, you know, our only way to grow was to pour marketing money down Google and Facebook for display advertising. And that's when I really, really started saying, hey, did we get something wrong as a fintech? And I guess uh, the first thing I did was I researched how do people even make financial decisions? Who do they go to? And I learned 
that 80% of US adults, they prefer person-to-person -person interaction when they're browsing, comparing, and applying for financial services. I had to see myself. I put together a 300-person consumer survey. I got the same results. I said, okay, let's take another step. I hired like a, a finance dream team. I had a CFP, I had a Series 65, tax experts, real estate experts. I reached out to a bunch of folks and I said, hey, ask us money questions. Within 24 hours, 50% of them reached out with a personal finance question. I was amazed. And that was what sparked me to sort of look for the people who are passionate about personal finance, education, who are the people that you know wake up in the morning and they speak about personal finance, and let's talk to them. Uh, so that's what brought me down that rabbit hole. Since the summer, we've interviewed about 100 personal finance creators, and we learned that all of them are being asked money questions all the time. Do you, Joe, maybe, are you familiar with the personal finance creator? Can you vouch for this? What's your experience sort of like on being asked questions? Well, that's not fair. You and I, you and I have had this conversation, of, <laughs> have had this conversation a lot. And as I explained in the intro, it is, it is, you know, sometimes I want to clone myself because you do want to help everybody. I mean, my goal is to help everybody. And the goal of this show is financial literacy. And it is, it's difficult and disheartening when I go to bed at night and I realize that there's somebody who had a question for me and I, I couldn't answer it. Or, or, and it wasn't that I couldn't, it's that I didn't have the time to answer it. And, and, and when I say I don't have the time, everybody says it's a matter of priorities. And like everyone else, you have this list of priorities. And it makes me even feel worse when I realized that I prioritized somebody's question so low on the totem pole that I didn't get to it. Right. So to yeah. internalize it more just makes me, makes me feel horrible. I love this discussion because, you know, a lot of the FinTech founders we talk to, or as you know, are worried about technology and making life simpler with technology. You're on a different bent. You're making these human conversations easier, which I find that very compelling because I'm that guy. I would rather, I would rather talk to an individual. I also know reading a book, The Millionaire Next Door, there were some, um, uh, Dr. Thomas Stanley created some other works that went along with it for people that work with affluent people. And he did some studies about affluent people. The most affluent people among us, he found, work almost exclusively from referrals. Almost exclusively. These people that don't have any time. Listen, I don't have time to mess around. I don't want to do a Google search. I don't want to go through 50 million Yelp reviews. I don't know if I can even trust the damn Yelp reviews. I want to ask my buddy or who he works with, what he does, where he gets good advice. And then I want to find that person and work with that person. And it's funny because Dr. Stanley, and then I'll quit my monologue here, but Dr. Stanley also found that the people that are the wealthiest people that serve the wealthy know this and people that don't serve the wealthy don't realize that people that don't serve the wealthy, when they get in front of a wealthy person, they try to charge them a ton of money and they try to get as much cash from them as possible. You know what, you know what else they found? These people got wealthy or because they weren't born yesterday, they will pay a price that they're willing to pay. And the cool thing that most people miss when they work with wealthy people is that they will pay you forever. They're not going to pay you a ton on every deal, but they are going to stay your customer forever as long as they you treat them well. So Correct. your discussion about setting up that type of relationship and make it easier for more people was what excited me about Element and about talking to you in the first place. Amazing. Absolutely. I mean, like you talked about the founders and everyone going digital. I mean, yeah, I think that eventually we are, but our approach is sort of come and say, like, how do we help Joe? and other creators become more digital, right? So Element today, it's a platform for personal finance creators uh, to build their store on top of. So basically kind of like a Shopify uh, for personal finance creators. We built tools to help these creators engage with their audiences. They can check financial health status, monetize through personalized engagements, content that they've put together, making recommendations to products and also selling personalized budget templates or financial plans. And that's how we really see sort of like how we can bring the technology to end users to really help increase that flow of information, that education. When you and I have worked on our platform and whatever 
questions I get most often. As a creator, whichever questions I'm comfortable answering, we put that right on the platform so people can choose from that list. And then it makes it easy then for me to dedicate time to that person and give them an answer that they can trust. Absolutely. So congratulations, Joe, for launching your profile on Element. Uh, That's what we're celebrating out here. It's huge of project confidence, and we appreciate that. And absolutely, basically what we did from the back end was we had a discussion. What were the most returning questions you have as a creator, right? What are the questions you get time after time again? It's a lot about budgeting, about debt. It depends on the type of creator. But what we did is we helped automate that process, right? Because when we talk about a budget, there's so much information I need to know or understand about the person who's sitting in front of me to actually give a personalized answer. And so what tools are out there to reduce the amount of time Joe needs to tend to each one of these questions, together with the fact that people take this seriously, right? And so there's going to be a payment involved. And we're also taking care of basically the delivery, right? So these are some of the tools and the capabilities. How do we help Joe take on more of his, increase his engagement with his audiences? What are some of the questions you're seeing audiences ask creators early on? What are the, some of the most popular questions? First of all, I mean, this has been such an interesting ride, right? I, I'm speaking to so many types of people from all over like the U.S. And it's just fascinating. The top two questions that come again are always, how do I pay down debt and how do I start budgeting? Probably the next two topics are, how do I start investing or what is investing? And then after that, it's uh, engagements or end questions about retirement. Like yesterday, we had a conversation with a real estate expert in Kentucky. And you know what? I think that He's probably the best creator for that specific domain expertise and to help him build the tools and reach more people outside Twitter, outside Instagram. Uh, it's very satisfying. And sort of like our goal is to help people like who we spoke to yesterday, creators, to leave their nine to five jobs, focus solely on building their brand. Uh, we think that creators who fully utilize Element will be able to do that and they can create a mix of different types of revenue, subscription, passive, affiliate revenue as well. And so we want to be that platform what to are, help liberate from the nine to five. Yeah. Well, and that's powerful for a lot of people and uh, helping more people get financial literacy is it's certainly a powerful thing for us. So creators, we've got a bunch of people either that are thinking about becoming creators or people that currently are. What are the fees that you charge somebody to set up a platform with Element? How does it work? Setting up a profile with Element is 100% free. You can get access to the templates. You can get access to a bookshelf where you can sell your digital content. You can get access to affiliate programs with other products that you personally believe in or personally use. We currently take 15% of the engagements and we take 5% of the digital content. We are introducing new business models. So subscription revenue, digital content in, in forms of templates. The fees around that are TBD, but should be lower than 15%. Okay creators. Let's finish talking to creators so we can talk to our audience about asking questions because we may have a bunch of people that are going to want to try it out to ask us some questions that they privately don't want to ask in the Haven Lifeline or the Magnify Money call on Fridays. For creators, how do they get a hold of you to get more information and to set it up? Go over to withelement.com and sign up through the website. We'll reach out shortly. We're still hand-holding creators to make sure Right, the onboarding is one by one to make sure that all the features and products is in place. Uh, so go over to the website, sign up. Awesome, and we'll have a link creators on our show notes page at stackybenjamins.com. And then for us, we made a pretty link. So for us, I just did a couple of basic things. You'll find a couple basic questions here. You can also reserve time to have me either look at your financial plan or if you've got very specific questions where you just want to get a very simple answer to some questions, but it's private. You don't want to call the Haven Lifeline or the Magnify Money Line. You don't even want it to be anonymous. It's stackingbenjamins.com forward slash get Joe's take. That's what we're calling it early on. (laughs) Stackingbenjamins.com forward slash get Joe's take. And you'll see there. And if you'd like me to weigh in on whatever your financial concern is, uh, we're happy to do it. Or thanks a ton for hanging out with us. Love the fact that you could come on the show. And I also love the fact that you're helping so many of us get the word out about better financial planning. I think, I think it's a fantastic way to combine technology and these conversations we all need to have. Absolutely, Joe. So first of all, again, thank you so much for having me here. I'm very excited and thank you for your time and for your confidence in what we're building. 
Hiya, Pluto, and the rest of you stackers. Aw, oh, shucks. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and y'all need to be very, very quiet because today we're hunting Twivia. Why, I say, I say, uh, why is it that uh, you might be asking? Well, only because today is Univa, Unit, Univa, Unit, the National Bugs Bunny Day. So, of course, I'm a bringing, I say, I'm a bringing some on the point cartoon themed trivia. Let's see how many of you can find Fuffer and Fuckatash. Are you telling me you didn't know today was National Bugs Bunny Day? You all can eat my shorts. But before you do, let's get to today's trivia. The question is, since Bugs Bunny is our cartoon of honor and Space Jam 2 is about to be released, what revenue did the original Space Jam bring in but in but in to make? I'll be back with your answer faster than you can head to infinity and beyond. Uh, Joe, you promise that Steve's going to make me sound like the real cartoon characters, right? I mean, he's, he's going to work his magic. Okay, great. Maybe about 18 different uh, cartoon characters there, Doug. Nice job. But if you're new to this show, you're like, all they do is play games? Well, usually, no. We don't have two games in an episode, but today (laughs) we do. We have a year-long trivia competition going on, and today is no exception. Just because we had the game show, we're still going to get this done. Our score now, Len has six. OG slash Stacy also has six and Paula moves one point behind this early in the season now with five. So that means Paula gets to go last. OG goes and Stacy goes in the middle and Len, because you are the two time reigning champion of trivia. You're kicking it off. My friend space jam. How much money did it bring in? Oh my gosh. I, again, I have no freaking clue, but I'm going, so I'm just going to. You're saying that phrase hmm. a lot today, by the way. I know. That's bad. It's a bad day. Let's see. You know what it is, is, is I'm kind of intimidated. Every time I look over at Stacy and I see those Emmys back there, it's just, it's just intimidating. <laughs> You're just, just not going to let I it go. I get this performance anxiety and it's just, just, uh, anyways, uh, I don't know. Let's say. Uh, let's start. I'll just say $500 million, $500 million. Stacy. I just read a book on this movie, actually. Oh, cool. Space Jam. No, that's a lie. I, I, I'm sure there's no book. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to I'm going to go less than that. I'm going to go 150 million. 150 million, which Paula. Mm. You know what that means, Paula? Yep. I know. I know what this means. This means my answer is going to either be one forty nine nine, or it's going to be yeah one fifty and one yeah one fifty and a dollar. Why do you think five hundred's too high? Uh yeah, I do. I think Stacy is close around the one fifty. I just don't know if he's slightly over or slightly under. Oh, darn it! I'm looking around for a coin I can flip, but there's nothing. <laughs> so. You want me to pull up the eight ball? You can ask. <laughs> I'm going to go with Stacy is slightly over, and I'm going to my my guess is going to be one hundred and forty nine point nine million. One forty nine nine, and we'd love to tell you which one of these three is closest, but we don't do that here. We'll be right back. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Well, don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment's the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal, rebalance if your portfolio gets too far out of line, and your dividends are automatically reinvested. That can increase the potential for compound returns. In other words... Your money's breaking a sweat while you can be breaking bread. You'll never picture your money in the same way again. Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Well, if you're new to Stacky Benjamins, you may not know that I've tried out a lot of personal finance apps. I like to be a guinea pig and try out all these things. So I know what I'm talking about when it comes to 
what's helpful and what isn't helpful. And uh, the app that I've used the longest has been Monarch Money. And it's because Cheryl and I, my spouse, were able to collaborate together. We can work on our goals together and our budget and our goals are right next to each other on the app. It is clearly the next generation of personal finance apps. So what is it? Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, because you're a stacker, you'll get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash Benjamins. I love the fact that we get to collaborate. I love the fact that it's customizable. And I also love that it's this ad-free privacy you can trust. They never sell your data to third parties or show you ads. After trying out Monarch myself, I totally get why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, because you're a stacker, you're going to get an extended 30-day free trial to try it out like I try out many different apps. And this one was sticky for me because, well, you'll see when you try out the 30-day free trial. Go to monarchmoney.com slash Benjamins. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y.com slash Benjamins for your extended 30-day free trial. Len, when you kicked this off with $500 million, I thought they were going to go for it, but apparently they uh, they didn't, man. Uh, no, they didn't. Uh, yeah, I don't blame them. I, I really don't know what's going on today. So, you know, hey, we'll see. I got uh, I got a little bit below there now, right? Because Paula went under Stacy, so we'll see. Is this is this that rare day where the coach comes out and takes you out of the game in the third inning? would you please coach take me out coach (laughs) and stacy you got 150 million which paula just took your backside which means you've got 150 up to uh what what, a 325 ish sounds good yeah i'm confident no i think i think paula's gonna win think so paula i don't know paula Um, could make this a three-way tie Ooh, yeah let's find out all right doug what's our answer What's up, Doc? I taught, I taught a trivia answer. I did, I did. So, stackers, you might be wondering what we're doing here. The same thing we do every show, Pinky, trying to take over the world. So, cowabunga, baby! Before this podcast takes a wrong turn in Albuquerque, let's get you your trivia answer. The question was, what was the revenue of the original Space Jam? If you said $250 billion, you'd be way off. Did you even see Space Jam? Come on. But if you said $250 million, well, then you'd be closer. In fact, you'd be dead on. You'd be correct. And on that note, I'll say, meet me. Oh, you went the wrong way, Paula. Stacy gets it. OG owes me big. He does owe you big. He, he probably owes you 10 bucks, I would think. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So how are you going to celebrate, Stacy? Oh, gosh, I have a lot of plans. I'm going to take the family to Disney World. I mean, it's going to just be marvelous, you know, and I'm going to I'm going to have an award winning button on my uh, on my shirt so everybody can see that I'm a big wiener. <laughs> we'll send you we'll send you a little plastic trophy you can put there between your Emmys that you got. Oh, the... so I can look I could be like you guys. That's awesome. It's <laughs> exactly it. Yeah. Thank you. Well, before Stacy gloats too much, let's take out the magnifying glass and help somebody do better with their money. <laughs> Today's hotline call comes to us courtesy of magnifymoney.com. Stacy, you know what happens when you go to stackybenjamins.com forward slash magnifymoney? Um, no. Well, it's amazing. You find that those financial products that your bank use every day, if you use a brick and mortar bank, they're nowhere near best in class because over 92% of the products available online, savings accounts, checking accounts, all ranked against each other at magnifymoney.com. Go to stackybenjamins.com forward slash magnifymoney for more. We have this question from Michael. Michael says, hey, uh, Joe and the team, Doug said he put my question on top of the pile for my David Hasselhoff t-shirt. I'm 58 years old, married debt-free, and we have a combined uh, AIG, AGI. I think he meant AGI. Yeah, I thought they owned an insurance company. (laughs) And we have a combined adjusted gross income of $150,000. We have $1.5 million in a 401k and only $100,000 of that is in Roth. I'll receive a $58,000 annual pension at age 60 and it has 100% survivorship. So my spouse will get all that if I pass away. I plan to take social security at full retirement age. 
My 401k portfolio is 60% stocks, 40% bonds using broad-based market index funds. Two questions. Number one, am I too conservative by not including my pension as fixed income in my portfolio? And two, at retirement, how much, if any, of our 1.4 million traditional 401k should we convert to a Roth when our income drops to about $85,000? And he says, hey, and if this Stacking Benjamins hobby goes belly up, I'm going to want that t-shirt back. Did he, did he, wait a minute. Is, is he giving us a t-shirt? Is that what's I'm, I'm, your show, Joe? I have no idea what's I, going on. I am very, I'm very confused with which way is he sending me a t-shirt for answering his question? Is that it? I don't know, but th thanks Michael for the question. So uh, Len, let's start with you. Any thoughts? Well, with respect to the, not uh, including the pension and your, uh, as fixed income in his portfolio, I have a pension too, and I'm not going to, when I retire, and I don't use that in any of my calculations for anything. I assume that it, I don't even use that. It's like, it's not even there. It's all gravy. So as far as I'm concerned, uh, you're not too conservative, but uh, I'm sure there's other people who will totally disagree with me on Is that. that. Do you not count it though? Cause uh, the honeybee said it's not your money. <laughs> get your hands out well, that pension. well you're well you're and you know what it's funny is i don't know if he has the option it's up to you too i mean some people i thought one of his questions might be well should i you know you want to keep that pension you want to use it as a lump sum that's a lot of that's always a question a lot of people have too uh, and that's something that i'm struggling with right now is i'm trying to determine if i'm going to take my pension as a lump sum at this stage because oh, yeah. you know me being in the bunker you know i'm, I'm all worried about pension funds being underfunded and all that. So I'm, I'm really struggling with that right now. And, and the question is, is how much of that can you put in gold at a time? So. <laughs> well, of course, absolutely. <laughs> Stacy, how about you? Well, I, I really not understanding the question very much, but I, I mean, I think like Len said, I, I wouldn't include his pension as fixed income. I mean, the purpose of a fixed income doing 60, 40 is to keep part of your money, uh, safer than it would be in the stock market. So, you know, I, I would ignore the pension and have do 60, 40, uh, you know, investing and then, but, and you, not but, worry but, about but it. I think his question, Michael's question is, is that too conservative <laughs> a mix because he has the pension there? Should he have more money in stocks? Oh, oh, okay. No, I, I mean, I, I'd be happy, especially at this state of the market. I'd be happy. I, I don't think I'd want to have more than 60%. Okay. Paula, is he too conservative? Well, so there's a distinction between risk capacity and risk tolerance. In terms of his risk capacity, I do believe that he has the capacity to take on more risks, i.e., yes, he is too conservative, in that given that he has that pension, that pension enables him to be able to take bigger risks in his portfolio. However, if his psychological approach to investing and his behavioral approach has a lower risk tolerance meaning that he's more likely to panic the next time that there's a big market decline, well, then that tolerance means that he should stay in whatever is going to help him not panic at the next during the next recession. So I want to make that distinction between capacity and tolerance. I think that he has the capacity to take on more risk, but that doesn't necessarily mean that psychologically he should. Well, and I think to your point, there's a question that we're missing here. I don't know how much money he's going to spend. Right. So I don't know. I don't know how long he's going to this money's going to last him. Uh, if he's somebody that spends $80,000 a year, it's going to be different than somebody that spends $40,000 a year. So maybe his pension would even handle that, which means he could go ahead and take more risk because regardless of what Stacy talking about, the market might be a little weird right now. You could not even have to play that game if you don't need much of the money for 10 years. So I don't know how much money Michael, you're spending. So I don't know what rate of return you need on that money to make sure it lasts the whole time. And that's where I'd start. I would start with what return are we looking for and then work backwards to the stock bond makeup. Because otherwise we have to do what Stacy's talking about, guess where the market's going or what Len's talking about, burying it in the backyard. Or <laughs> he did, he well, hey, let me he bring up one more that. thing too, Joe, about the regarding pensions that you have to think about. So, and it makes a big difference. Some people have pensions with COLAs, cost of living adjustments. And, and, but I think if you private companies, most private companies that I know of, they don't, they don't come with COLAs. So whatever your pension is at, depending when you start taking it, you're locked in. And uh, right now, I don't know if anybody's noticed. I mean, thing, prices are 
going up. Inflation is definitely picking up, and that's eating into the value of that pension and that biweekly or monthly pension payment. So that's another just that's another thing you got to consider when you're weighing all of this stuff. Yeah, good question to ask. By the way, that cost of living adjustment is based on inflation. Paula, if they base it on half of the rate of inflation, you know what they call it? The cost of living de-adjustment? <laughs> they, they call it a diet cola. Ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> that that's as good as you got there. Oh, my it's, God. It is all coming out today. Boy. <laughs> but also, Michael, I like what Paula said too about risk tolerance. But before you know, before we think about risk tolerance, Paula, I think about what risk do we have to take? And then do you have the risk tolerance to take that, the capacity? Of the but, but his second question, Paula, let's start with you, is all about the Roth IRA. Should he, when he gets to retirement, start mass? moving money over to a Roth? I would check with a tax professional, always talk to a tax professional, but I I, I think there is a, an argument for biasing towards a Roth account, particularly if you assume that taxes in the future, the tax rate in the future is going to be higher than it is today. Anytime the, the subject of the Roth comes up, we have to make some assumptions about what the government is going to do in the future. And that's, of course, always necessarily a, a guessing game. But I certainly think there's an argument for it. But does it matter how long it's going to be till he spends the money and at what rate that money's going to come out? Because if it's going to come out a little bit at a time at a low rate now versus paying a bunch of tax immediately, it seems like if he's going to use, it seems like there's a crossover point there in my head. Yeah. Joe, I think you're right in that the piece of this that we don't know is his spending rate. Yeah. Without that piece of information, I think it's hard to to make a comprehensive plan. Yeah. Stacy, additional thoughts on converting to the Roth? Yeah. I actually looked at this one for a while and, and I guess now well, here's what he says again. He says, should, how much of our, our um, IRA should we convert to Roth when his AGI drops to 85,000? Okay. So now he already told us his pension is going to be 58,000. So my assumption is that it, it, we're getting to 85 because of social security. So he's got 58 pension. He's got 27,000 in social security. And when he retires nine years from now, what I did was I looked at how much he could take out without a material tax problem. For example, now, again, this is nine years from now, so we have no idea. But as we speak, he could take out $172,750 of income and remain in the 22% tax bracket. So he could take out basically. And remember, too, here's something else that's important. He had $85,000 of income, 27 is that of Social Security. Half of that is the most it could be taxed. So his actual taxable income is going to be more like 46400 mm. is what I figured. Yeah. So he actually can spend a lot, or he could take a lot out, increase his income a lot, and still remain in a 22% bracket. If he wants to stay in a 12% bracket, he can do that, but he's going to lose that at $81,000 of income. Okay. Another thing, too, to remember, he should remember, and I'm assuming he wants to take money out of his IRA, put it in a Roth so he can spend it without having to worry about the taxes. I mean, that's I'm assuming that's why he asked that question. But another thing he needs to remember too, though, if he does take out 176,000, you know, if, if he jacks his income up to 176,000 by uh, via the IRA withdrawal, he also needs to worry about Medicare because if your income is more than 176,000 dollars, guess what? You get a Medicare surcharge. So he needs to pay attention to both those things. So here's here's my advice to Michael as he approaches. He's got to look at his tax bracket. He's got to make sure that whatever he takes out doesn't cross him into another tax bracket because you get up to 32% from 12 if you're not careful. And then, you know, make a strategic decision at that time, keeping in mind that there's other taxes uh, involved potentially than just federal income tax. There's also Medicare, uh, more expensive Medicare payments. Which leads me back to, I think, what Paula was talking about, too, that this is a great time to talk to your tax professional as well about all the streams of income and where they're coming from. Have I got anything else? Do you want me to show you my CPA certificate? Because I have that too, as well as the <laughs> <laughs> you, did, you didn't put that strategically on the wall behind you? Oh, that old it's thing? It's right there. It's not far. <laughs> right next to my CFP, my, B, know, the tax, my BMOC. The, the tax implication, the questions of conversions, uh, it's just like, I mean, that's the only person I would ask is a CPA or a, or a tax. You know, the, I mean, it's just so complicated. And I think Stacey nailed it. I mean, it comes down to you just got to watch – how is it going to push you into the higher tax bracket? So yeah. I think I, by I mean, the way, there are calculators online too, which I forgot to mention. 
that can help you figure out that stuff. Yeah, but are, are those calculators that? I mean, because I've <laughs> no. seen those. I, I'm not sure. I've questioned a few of the outputs that some yeah, of those things. Yeah, I well, agree with you, Lynn. And I get more worried about not just the straight output, but these taxes that these unintended taxes, these, you know, like the surcharge on on Medicare, things like that, that you totally didn't expect, right? Um, yeah. Taxation of social security and other cases or things like, you know, these taxes that come at you seemingly out of nowhere. Thanks for the question, yeah, Michael. I, I had to read some shit to learn that, you know, <laughs> nice it, job. it was man. hard. It was great. <laughs> it's a stepped up for our show. Somebody had to, thank you. It's a good show. When I prep for the, uh, I see, I, I prep for the game show. And then we have Stacy on who does the, does the, does some homework here. Thanks for the question, Michael. If you've got a question for the show, head to stackybenjamins.com forward slash voicemail, and uh, you will take home some Stacking Benjamins swag. And I'm not sure which way the... Michael, if you're sending us a shirt because you didn't use the voicemail, uh, I can give you my, my address. That's going to do it for today, guys. Man, what a good time we had. Let's uh, We'll have our guest of honor go last. I won't make Len go after Paula. Learned that before, so... Thank you. Bless Len, you. Len, Bless what's you. going on at lenpenzo.com? First off, one of these days I want to hear Paula say something. Yeah, I've got, uh, you know, I don't know who, you know, somebody, Bugs Bunny, you know, somebody really <laughs> lame for once. So it would make me sound like a superstar. I've got my but, neighbor's uh, kid talking about his part-time <laughs> job. Exactly. <laughs> then I'm talking about it. That's, you oh, know, well, then Len, like, do you want to come on the show? <laughs> If, you know, we don't want to bring your, uh, wow. you don't want to bring it down. <laughs> wow. I've already ruined Joe's podcast. So, but uh, let's see on uh, lenpenzo.com. I've, uh, I'm highlighting nine ways to spend your money if you've paid off the mortgage. I mean, p- people pay off their mortgage and they have uh, a lot of free cash and uh, come up with uh, nine good ideas for you to uh, potentially use that extra money. Donate to your favorite podcaster. Is yeah, you list? could do that. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's only at lenpenzo.com. And the sister site, Joe. The persistent itch.com. Absolutely. <laughs> the what? <laughs> it's it's, <laughs> it's a long story. Does anybody Daisy. even remember where that joke started? Because I, I seriously don't even remember. I don't. <laughs> I, I remember, Stacy, one day a long time ago, somebody said, and the persistent itch.com, and, and we were off and running. Paula. What about that Afford Anything podcast I hear so much about these days? On the Afford Anything podcast, Gorik Ng, who is part of the career services department at Harvard, talks to us about the unspoken rules, those rules of professionalism that no one ever teaches you, but that you are supposed to somehow magically implicitly know. So if you are a recent college graduate or if you're new to the professional world, and particularly if you're the first person in your family to have gone to college or to go to, go to grad school or to enter the, to the professional office space workforce, then you might not know some of these unspoken rules. And so Gorik Ng from Harvard talks to us about what these rules are and how we can learn them so that we know uh, not to commit faux pas in the workplace. We also later... Uh, We are going to have Katie Milkman. She is an economist from the Wharton School, and she talks to us about behavioral economics. So that is coming up in shortly. (laughs) You want to know a a fun fact, Paula? What's that? My second child, if it was a boy, was going to be named Gorick. Oh, yeah? No. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) Close. It's going to be named Tim, but, you know, Tim or Gorick. (laughs) <laughs> Stacy, thanks a ton for hanging out with us again, man. That was a great time. Certainly my pleasure. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it, as always. I heard there's this awesome podcast I also hear about called Money with Stacy Johnson. Where'd you come up with the, I know you came up with the money part. Where did you come up with the with Stacy Johnson? <laughs> well, if you search podcast name Money, you'll find that there are about 700,000 of them. So I had to put my name on there. Not that it's on the lips of all potential listeners, but uh, I had to put my name on there. You'd never, I mean, I can't find my own podcast. I thought I've been doing podcasts for several months now and I, I've been working pretty hard at it. And I thought, well, Joe's successful. How hard can it be? So I should be able to do a podcast too. I should. I'm just wondering why, 
I'm just wondering why Stacy didn't name it Money with the Emmy winning award winning Stacy Emmy award winning Stacy Johnson. Hey, check Apple tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Stacy's like point taken. Yeah. So what's coming up? You've got our friend Miranda Markwood who's on with you all the time as well. Yes, Miranda. Miranda is a treasure. I really enjoy having her on the podcast. She's on. She's on with me every week. We actually just started doing something new. Uh, we do a podcast every week. A little, little more serious than this one. I'm happy to say. Are you no, talking but- about talking about all these brands like the real slogans they should have had is not serious work? That's, there some, are people out there looking for this. They're googling right now. Somebody's got to. Somebody's got to do the heavy lifting here, Stacy. No, you know, I, you know, I did though for real. I, I just, I just I subscribed to virtually every publication. You know, Wall Street Journal, Market Watch, blah blah blah. You know, a lot, a lot of places put up paywalls now. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and so I bought everything I could buy. And then I, every day I write down what the most important piece of news is for, you know, for personal finance. And then uh, every two weeks I get on with Miranda and we do a real quick uh, recap of the last two weeks in the, in the stock market and, and investments and things like that. Money news that you can use. Yeah. So, that, so we're, since our podcast is really slow to start, we thought, well, hell, let's do another one. We'll have a, we'll have a separate one, too. <laughs> we'll just keep doing podcasts until somebody listens to them. It's a ton of fun, but also... That type of news, Stacey's in your wheelhouse because you've been doing Money Talks News for a long, long time. I've been doing that for, I've been doing this type of stuff for 35 years. Yeah. And yeah. yet I'm only 44 years old. It is incredible. The it's math a, on that astound- deal is, in, is incredible. The child labor laws, <laughs> not sure how that all worked, but uh, we will link to Money with Stacey Johnson on our show notes page at stackingbenjamins.com. All right, that's going to do it for today. Doug's got a lot of people to thank. Uh, Doug, what should we have learned today? Uh, can, can we even ask that on a show like today's? What should, <laughs> what should we have learned? No, really. So what should we have learned today? First, believing the ads on television? Maybe it's time to look behind them and see what these brands are really selling. Second, looking for better coaching? Accessibility to experts just keeps getting easier and easier. But the big lesson? That's all, folks. To learn more about our guests and for more resources, you can head to our show notes page at stackingbenjamins.com. To learn more from Stacy Johnson, just head on over to moneytalksnews.com or check out his Money with Stacy Johnson podcast wherever you're listening to us right now. For more Paula Pant, you can listen to Afford Anything anywhere podcasts are found. And to see what Len's up to, just head on over to lenpenzo.com. Need help with a financial topic and don't want to have it aired on the show? Head to stackingbenjamins.com slash get Joe's take and he'll be happy to point you in the right direction. This show is created by Joe Saul Sihai, produced by Karen Rapine, and engineered by the amazing Steve Stewart. Online, visit us on Twitter at SBenjamin'sCast or on our Facebook page. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and I swear the worst part about coming over to Joe's mom's house is having to put on pants. SB Podcasts may receive payment on the show from sponsors and guests in the form of books, giveaway items, discounts, or other remunerations. That's a big word. There's no way you take advice from these dorks, but like Joe's mom always says, don't take advice from people you don't know. This show is for entertainment purposes only. And before making any financial decisions, consult with a real financial advisor.
All right. Welcome to the after show, the part of the show that doesn't exist. We're going to do a speed round of uh, some more. For those of you that just can't get enough of this hard hitting <laughs> content that we, that we brought to you today. It's a great way to start your weekend. Uh, let me see. Um, all right. Uh, your number one browser for downloading other browsers. Internet Explorer. Internet Explorer. <laughs> uh, we all know why your eyes are really red. Visine. Visine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, convince yourself you have that terminal illness. WebMD. WebMD. <laughs> hey, you're uh, really good at those, Paula. Stacy Len, if you guys want to play. <laughs> did, 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 did Paula write I, I'm these frozen. questions? I mean, what the? <laughs> He's like, I'm my still kind of fuming about. I'm still fuming about the Windows. Uh, <laughs> you, you knocked me off. I don't. I still don't understand why Apple was the answer, but I not Windows. Talk to the people that made this damn article. I went to, not me. <laughs> Jeez, Lynn, that game was over a long time ago, dude. I mean, you know what, Stacey, it's, a, it's, a it's becoming a tradition here that you got a bitch if you don't win. Just talk to OG. He's, he's do. done it like the I last would, three I would weeks. know. I wouldn't know what happens when you don't win. You don't. <laughs> well, Stackers, the show is over, but the party is just beginning here. You know why? Because it's Military Appreciation Month. And we are giving out shout outs to all of our friends who have served in the military. And let's point uh, the finger right here at our good friend, OG, who spent time in the military. And of course, we know what a giver he is, even when he pretends like he's being uh, Mr. Surly. Navy Federal offers member-only exclusive rates, discounts, and tools to empower their members to help them reach their goals. Visit NavyFederal.org slash celebrate. You'll see all their Military Appreciation Month offers and other Navy Federal offers. They've got all kinds of resources on their site, like Best Cities After Service to help veterans transition to civilian life and Best Careers for Military Spouses to support military families. So much going on. Just head over to NavyFederal.org slash celebrate and take a look at all the Military Appreciation Month offers and their usual offers. Navy Federal, our members... Are the mission. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, equal housing lender.